Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Murdo. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take your shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. When's the first time you fell in love with hip-hop? Oh, okay. So you really meant the first thing you were going to say. So I did think about this. Mm -hmm. And my first answer was college, like freshman year of college. And I'll tell the reason why. But then I realized that that wasn't the case. I first fell in love with hip-hop when i was in elementary school my sister was in high school and um she was in the band at her high school black bands in high schools were like very very popular and you would go to like battle of the bands and they would play like all the latest like hip-hop music and all that kind of stuff but my sister went to a white school so like her band never played nothing popping but for whatever reason, they played this. A lot of bands played this, cause I guess it was the easy melody, but that's when I was like, okay, who the fuck is that? Where can I access this music? And my sister was like a new young driver. So we would just drive around and listen to Quim and I, and just listen to Outkast and just be totally just into it. But I will say at that time, I wasn't really listening for lyrical value wasn't until I got older that I went back and revisited Outkast and like really fell in love with them niggas like that is my number one hip-hop duo of all time but yeah that shit was like this is life this changes the game this is like totally different but every band used to play that and it would be it was just so popping even my sister's white ass school so (laughs) and also my school because i went to the same school eventually but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so then but it but then in college freshman year isaiah put me on to j cole and i just thought that like everything that he said was just so relevant and yeah Mm -hmm. that's my story about hip-hop Well, unlike you, I don't have a specific artist or song. I can't really recall because I just, I grew up in a house of music. That was always the thing. Like my grandfather was the family DJ. So music was always like present, especially hip hop. It had to be Biggie, Tupac type days. And I wasn't listening for lyrical value, but it was something that was present in the neighborhood, on the streets, like just all that shit. So, yeah. And Tupac was the first person that she was just like, this is, this is hot. Yeah. And I think for me, I was really more so all about hip hop and R&B. Like that was my, that was my thing. Like I really enjoyed the singing on the hook and rapping for the verse and all that stuff. So 
That's interesting that even though you're from New York, like Tupac was what you felt more drawn to at first than Biggie. Yeah, I mean, Biggie for sure, like Bad Boys and all that, like, come on. That was in there too, but Tupac, it just resonated like California love. Yeah. That was my California. But then I was on YouTube and I was just looking at the timeline of hip hop and how it evolved, what it was like when it started to what it's like now. It's just so interesting to see that evolution because you have, you know, I definitely feel like it was way more like lyrical. Like it wasn't about the beat before. They would just like be looping any beat, you know what I mean? Like any hot beat. But then I feel like as it progressed on, people started wanting to do special things with their beat to like set them apart and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a major way that it's changed. I mean, it's changed in a lot of ways, but I feel like that is something that when you listen to like, cool hurt original rap that shit is all just straight bars like yeah yeah it's not really about everybody singing along and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's like me spitting that fire and you just being like oh damn that shit hard how he just is able to speak on the track but now it's like much more than that yeah they were legit doing that poetry shit for sure like straight yeah. lyrical right even ll ll cool j was also on that like hard lyrical shit back then too If you listen to LL Cool J, all of his songs are literally a story. Like, the first verse sets it up. You can get a whole imagery, especially when he be talking about hollering at girls and shit. Like, he sets the whole scene up for you. Mm -hmm. So it's very amazing how he can be so descriptive within the track. Because, you know, sometimes you feel restricted by what words you can say, if they sound good on the beat and stuff like that. But he managed to... I mean, a lot of rappers can, but we're talking about him specifically. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like he just is so descriptive with his lyrics that like you get the whole like you was walking down the street you saw the girl she like turned you stopped like all you know what I mean like all that is just right yeah they even considered James Brown's song the big payback to be hip hop the big payback because of his lyrics and how he was just very aggressive in his vocals that's interesting yeah, I found that to be interesting, too. That was a, um... But, I really had to think about that, though, too, because like, had, similar, to, to... similar to you, I, um... My dad played every kind of music, right. like, every genre. They would... They, even both of my parents, like, there was so much knowledge of music across the board that we never listened to the same thing too much to like really be like oh we're all hip-hop heads you know what i mean like my dad fucked with public enemy heavy biggie tupac all that kind of stuff he even met tupac so he is knowledgeable of all that but we were also listening to Jimi hendrix and fucking Mahalia Jackson and Layla Hathaway, like right. all types BB of and CC. Right, like just, all the. So it's hard every... for me to place. Yeah, it's hard for me to really place that time where it was just like heartfelt. But but I, I remember, recall. I clearly remember niggas used to make CDs back in the two thousands and shit, and she would like have to go and find that Equimini and play the Spody Odie Dopalicious for me. And every time we got in the car, I'd be like, can you play the song? I didn't even know what it was called. I just knew it was that song. Right. And she knew what and I was talking about. she knew what she was talking about. Right. Oh, memories. I was young. I was like nine for real, like eight, nine at that time. Right. 
Oh, that was sweet. I like that nostalgic moment. Yeah. But who knew that hip hop was Leo? Just. Right. That's crazy. Pick a year, any year, from the 1920s all the way to 2010. From when? 1920s to 2010. Oh, from the 20s. Oh, okay. Pick a year. Any uh, year. I pick 53. Okay, so I'm just going to go to the nearest year to that, 1950. Okay. This is apparently a hip-hop history timeline. It says, the sound clash contest between Coxon Dodd's downbeat and Duke Reed's Trojan gives birth to DJ battling. Huh. I'm assuming that's probably like the big band guys and they would start going back and forth at each other at the at the mm-hmm. night show. <laughs> at the night show. <laughs> Only at the anything night can, show. <laughs> anything can happen at the night show. <laughs> right. Um, that's interesting. I mean, if you want to, if you want to really make that stretch. Yeah. I almost feel like a white person came up with this timeline, but, you know. Right. It sounds like, I'm like, who are they? <laughs> I'm like, who are they? They don't really sound, it's not a If they would have said, like, you know, Duke Ellington or something like that, you know. <laughs> you can feel it all over. You, you can, can feel it all over, people. Well, you pick one. We'll be done. I was like, we'll be done with that. No, I pick it's a, a no, white you person. Pick a year. I'll pick 90, 97. Okay, let's see what they're talking about in 1997. <laughs> the notorious B.I.G. is shot and killed. Nice. <laughs> Good year to choose. After a party at the Peterson Automotive Museum in L.A., like Pac's murder, Biggie's death is still an unresolved mystery. Also, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott redefines hip-hop and R&B with her first album, Super Duper Fly. I can't stand the rain. Where my trash bags? Right, 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 right. Get Get the ticket. You gotta get your right. Hey, ah, why? Why? You gotta right. get up in the camera and shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's she like, really did redefine. She really did, cause like, I feel like there was like Lil Kim before her, but there had been like a lull for a time. But she came out and she hit the scene, plus size, popping that big shit. Mhm. Missy is really legendary. She's iconic. And they say she would move on to becoming the highest selling female rapper of all time in that uh, era. Rockefeller sells 50% stake to Island Def Jam for 1.5 mil. All these things, again, not really sure how factual they are, but this is just, you know. That sounds like that could be a fun been happening. Yeah, and parent company Interscope Records sells its interest in Death Row Records and severs ties with the label. Yeah, we had we had to back up off of uh, Death Row, you know. They was hot at that time because that was when the whole Biggie shit was going down. So yeah. you know, you know, everybody was looking at his black ass. Right, things were sticky, and still are. Shit, right. we know, we know, we know. Should we know, bro? 
Just like we know about OJ, okay? We fucking know. Right. And also can't forget to shout out the BX, you know. The Boogie Down? Yeah, because that was a very prevalent place for hip-hop. It was, you're right. That's why I was called the Boogie Down. And never forget. So. Rep your set, girl. Do it. Hey, y'all. You know, that was like a long ass. <laughs> that was a, a hip hop history lesson for you guys. Yeah. That but was cute. Girl, it's our 80th episode. What? <laughs> oh my God. We're only 20 episodes away from 100. That yep. is so What are freaky. we going to do for 100? Like, Oh my God. I think we should probably like twerk. <gasps> I don't know how. <laughs> Girl, who does? Like, I mean, okay, a lot of people do. But, um, you know, we should just twerk. We should just, like, give the people, you know, what they've been asking for. We could twerk on live. That way it'll be gone. <laughs> we, we don't have to keep it on our page forever. They can screenshot. They can. You're right. You're right. Well... Um, I'm maintaining with that twerk for a hundred hashtag twerk for a hundred if you want us to twerk on our hundredth episode and you can also give us your other suggestions under that hashtag twerk for yes what do you want to see for our hundredth our hundredth oh my gosh episode because it's coming y'all but today it's the 80th so shout out to everyone who've been rocking with us from the beginning. Right. You know? There's shout a few of that. y'all that are loyal as hell. And don't worry. Your views do not go unnoticed. We appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. For true, for true. For true, for true. What? <laughs> that was yeah. a little bit of Russian, you know? So, So tell me something. What would this chapter of your life be called? Probably the transition. You said this year, like just right now, or Mm-mm. these years? No, I said uh, the chapter, this chapter of your life, like whatever. Oh, whatever season. What I'm would in. you? What would you call it? Okay, yeah, I would call it the transition. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm just in a very transital place. Like I don't feel set i don't feel stable or like you know i don't feel like this is it it just feels like i'm just moving i'm on the walking escalator right now Mm -hmm. at the airport and it's just like a really long really really long walking that hall is getting longer or is the escalator getting longer it's just a really no long. it's just really long and, and i think the escalator is just like a little slow it's just not really you know what i mean like it's like not that really like that coachella brisk. like that coachella walking man <laughs> sometimes they move fast sometimes they don't right exactly ebbs and flows so that's what mine would be called what would yours be called mine would be called self-discovery lame really <laughs> i feel like there's like a million books called self-discovery <laughs> really oh you th- you think it's supposed to be creative bitch like oh no this is true to oh. my life what, do you, what are you doing <laughs> you right you right what are you 
doing? You're right. I, I, I was really trying to give it, you know, a little flair. I mean, the transition really isn't that much Transition better, ain't no better. That's a chapter <laughs> in self-discovery, bitch. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Shit. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm done. No, self-discovery is good. That's good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> you know, just because it's just a period of discovering and understanding like oneself right so yeah that is very legit though i feel that shut up shut up <laughs> no i feel that <laughs> okay 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 can i get more drink please because you know i'm drinking water today because i'm responsible and i care about my body you know because you od'd yesterday i'm just no because i'm actually drinking later today so i just figured i would just oh you're preserving here. your liver yeah. for now basically i'm no, i'm clearing it out i'm doing you're not plan. clearing shit out you may as well just continue <laughs> on um moving right along what is up with you son you good you living right yeah like life is good like every day I wake up I truly do thank the Lord for my blessings this is that's no, great this is no lie because I've come a long way so I really do wake up Seriously. like it's nice yeah. it's nice you know that's what's up it's nice life is good but again you know at some point you realize I don't know about you but like for me once you get that accomplishment you start to like get an itch like okay i need to do something else yeah like i can't just be like oh yes we're good here now because yeah right we, you know we're good for now but we gotta keep flowing keep, keep up moving. with it yeah keep up with the with the life so <laughs> not the fast life guys but just keep up with life in general yeah <laughs> your plans and yeah your goals yeah and that's good but it's just it's just you know it's just really nice to see i look forward to to getting to that place where i'm like like i'm trying to get to that first step i'm still like i like okay i'm at a good first step but i'm i'm ready i'm like at that place where you're ready to get to the next but like i've been there for a minute already so now i'm like really pressed like ah Mm -hmm. yeah well once it's once Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why did that sound like she was in your kitchen? Bruh, like, bruh, I gotta keep that shit in there. Cause, like, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you? Like, that. See, guys, so what happened is my dining table is right near, like, A this window. window that is open right now, and the window. Hey girl, how you doing? Want to join us? We here, we here. Honestly, I'm going to need Tamia to like hurry up because right. she's fucking my vibe. <laughs> she going to call her up on time. I'm going to call her next. <laughs> <laughs> I really should. Honestly, I really should. Uh, <laughs> that would be funny as fuck. She, but nah, she might try to come and bang down your shit. Like, <laughs> Keep my daughter name out your mouth. <laughs> like, I was helping you, girl. Like, I was trying to help you. <laughs> shit. Ah, oh, shit. Um, 
right, well, it's Leo season. It is. It is, and it'll be over soon as well. Right. It'll be Virgo season. Girl, girl. Look at his foot. Look at his foot. Look at his foot. <laughs> Guess whose birthday it'll be, aside from mine? Beyonce. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Beyonce's birthday. She just had those glorious little babies. Mm-hmm. And it's also some friends of the show, Isaiah. Oh, maybe we can get Isaiah and his girlfriend on. That would be good. Yeah. He owes me one. That so, would be nice. Jamie, of course. Virgo Jamie. Me. Word. Who else? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, let's get through Leo. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just getting so excited. You know, so what we're going to go over today is the Leo moon signs and the Leo rising signs. If Leo is your moon sign, deep feelings, passion, and excitement stir your heart. When a person catches your attention, it is usually because they have as much enthusiasm and zeal for life as you do. You don't give your heart away very often, but when you feel that certain spark, you become full of optimism. You have a big heart and you don't play halfway. Instead, when you believe in something or someone, you give 100% trusting that there will be a good outcome. When you're single, you're the master of cat and mouse games. While you do go after what you want, you also love to be chased and pursued. You draw others in with your gregarious and flirtatious charm. So that's a little tidbit for those of you whose moon sign is in Leo. Right. Yeah. If Leo is your rising sign, though, how you get what you need is through your boundless enthusiasm. It says your boundless enthusiasm is one of your greatest tools for getting what you want and need out of life. You have a warm, sunny, and dynamic disposition that piques many people's interest and curiosity. And you are a pro at playing your glamorous persona to your advantage this sounds just like such like a lion to me like all the things you're reading is so like characteristic of a lion like it's interesting to me and it says when you turn your attention on a friend or potential suitor they feel like the most special person in the world as you radiate light and positive energy their way However, you may at times become overly concerned with the response you get from others and become touchy or wounded if you are not receiving the attention or respect you believe you deserve. Because Leos, their egos need to be stroked right. on a consistent basis. So, yeah. If any of you have Leo in your moon sign or as your rising sign, hit us up. Hit us up. And remember, if you didn't know, because, I mean, we've given the breakdown before, but your moon sign is how you emote, you Uh know, how you display emotions. And your rising sign is sort of that cover up, sort of like your first impression, what people think when they first see you as opposed to what you really are. Right. Yo, the whole hood is out today it must be a nice day i mean it's beautiful out but (laughs) i guess it is saturday i'm like if i close the window will it help Mm, yeah it will all right (laughs) so if leo is your moon sign or if leo is your rising sign 
and you have something to share, hit us up. Yes. Sign me up podcast at gmail.com or catch us on Twitter and IG at sign me up podcast. And that's sign language for that ass. <laughs> See you uh, next week. Oh, right. yeah. Actually, the start of Mercury Retrograde is today, motherfuckers. So get your shit in Ooh. order. And if life seems to be looking crazy for you or there's a couple holes with communication, don't fret. Just try to think more strategically before you come to someone with something or before communicating your thoughts. And now that's sign language for that ass. <laughs> Sorry, my coworker. Um, there's like a coworker party today with like, but not my co. All of my coworkers. It's like a black news people party, and um, the one coworker that I was gonna be chilling with, she's getting there dumb early and she's leaving early. So it's like, I might miss you, girl. <laughs> right. About get there at three. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not happening. Anyway, now it's time for Nosy News. So, today on whatever the fuck, Usher does not have herpes and he's coming for each and every one of you hoes because you tried to slander his name and he don't play that. So, what, did he finally speak up? I think that his people spoke up and Who? said that. What people? <laughs> what people? For real, what people? His representatives. His representatives. You know Usher has representatives. Of he has course somebody he that does. Can make a, but make a... So what did they do? They said that he has tested negative for herpes or he does not have herpes. That's what they're saying. Um... Oh, and he also said it's likely that he brought the woman who spoke out against him up on stage, Quantasia. He said it's likely that she came on stage, but he does that for a self-esteem booster for women. Okay, don't be an asshole. Right! Usher fucking Raymond. Right! Okay? Right! Because you, in fact, have herpes, my nigga. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Of course your representatives are going to come out and defend you or come up with this. He's tested negative. Sure. (laughs) Where are the receipts? Shane is not buying. I'm not buying. Yeah, uh, Usher. I don't understand. I mean, he took the dig there at the end. It's just like... Like, why'd you try to... Yeah, you fucked up with that. Now that's that's how I know you hurt. So the hotel where Quantasia was staying, now one of the staff is speaking up saying, yes, I do indeed recall Usher coming to the hotel and Quantasia came down to greet him and bring him up. Right. And as Shiggy said, that guy on IG, don't be ashamed if you are indeed attracted to a bigger woman like there was nothing wrong with that he was like we all know the black of the berry the sweet of the juice but the bigger the woman the more juicy extra Uh, juicy is what he said (laughs) he was like extra juicy so please 
say that shit like a self-esteem booster please right and i guess you going to her room was also mm-hmm. a self-esteem booster but i digress i digress right no that ain't no damn digression that's the fact this motherfucker yeah so that's what we're at with that we're waiting you know for more details now just something that i have to think about and i just i can't believe this but kylie jenner made 420 million dollars in 18 months from kylie cosmetics she's on track to be a billion dollar business by 2022 that's not long from now that's fucking four years from now and by 2022 kylie will be what how old She'll be 22. No, I don't know. She'll be... Yeah, about 23, 24. Yeah, she's 20 now. She'll be 24, yeah. Well, she'll be 25, I think. I think she'll be 25. But yeah, like, that's some bullshit. How does that make you feel when you hear shit like that? I don't know. I feel like a part of me feels like, yes, woman empowerment, make that money, girl. Like that shit is kind of lit to know that she's that young and she has a thriving, thriving business that is truly her own. It's her shit. That shit is commendable. But then it's like, I just wish that it was a different girl. (laughs) Like that shit is popping, but it's just like, damn, really? And this is 420 M's from, solely from Kylie Cosmetics. Yes, yes, this is that's not, just Kylie Cosmetics. This is not including all the Kardashians, other shit that she has involved. Not like, family inherited money, not modeling gigs, not any of that shit. That's solely Kylie Cosmetics. Not endorsement shits, none of that. That is I need speechless. to re I need to recircle back on the several <laughs> several streams of income. Right. She's got more than several. Yeah. And she has have, ample. When you have one that's booming like that, my nigga, you don't even need any other streams. But you still have them. And that's why she's gonna be a freaking millionaire forever. Possibly more. But that's also Perks of being a Kardashian. Her elders have done it before her. Right. They can pass this skill set down to generations for like through North, like North and way freaking, through North. Like you feel I, me? Like the North way, and um, what's the other baby name? Saint and Penelope and Mason. Their lives are gonna be followed, and they're still toddlers. Like they're small children you know this shit is crazy (laughs) you know what's crazy is that north and saint are probably already making their own money because of that kids clothing line they probably get money from that shit like they be modeling for that shit okay but let me let me go black for a minute the Carters also are doing just as well. I know this is about this is about you know Kylie and her 420 M's but (laughs) um i stumbled upon i mean i don't have titles so i can't see the whole shit but the fact that jay-z came up with a black version of friends oh yeah with Issa Rae i have to watch it i have to watch i really want to watch it but i don't have title like can i watch it on yours just 
I don't have title either, but I think my sister has it. I'm going to try to get on hers. I just, like, could you, like, you know, record it on your device and send oh, it Oh, my God. If I get the password, I'll just give you the password. <laughs> just... And, like, don't be a fucking creep. No, because, I, I mean, it really made me, it tickled me pink to just see all that, you know, color in one video. Right. And it was just, and then I went further to do some research about that. And I learned that Friends was really a reincarnation of living single. Living single, yes. And that's common knowledge. That's not but even like... That's common, yeah, probably common knowledge. But again, I wasn't a Friends fan. No, I mean, no, no. I'm was, not saying oh. like you should have known. I'm just saying like that's not even a secret. The white community knows that they took that shit from Living Single. Like, oh, okay. Because and and they even said like the director or something was even. They said if you could have any show and like make it your own or something like that, and niggas flat out said Living Single, right? And came out with Friends. And Friends was on for fucking ten seasons. Each actor was making the most money that a sitcom had ever made in like history at that time. Yeah. Like they were getting millions and millions per episode for that, for like the final season and all that shit. Like Friends is iconic. So interesting. Okay. Moving right along. Offset and Cardi B are still going strong, you guys. It's like official, official now. Like Offset be posting her, hashtag boss lady, like all just like supporting her, playing her songs, like just out with it. This is the most out with it he has been point blank since the whole thing began. So they are just like, like at this point, there's no denying. There's or, no like, denying. This guessing. Is like, right. He's ready. Mm-hmm. He's ready. It's to like be there take the wool from over your eyes. Quit yeah. with the guessing right. and the inferring. Let's just. It's this here. Is what the it proof is. is yeah. The proof is in the book. So that's real cute. And did you see the video of him playing with that pussy like peekaboo in the club? No, I wasn't. I didn't see a video of him playing with. Pussy. I had to. I had to go on Twitter to access the video. But basically, she was recording herself on Snapchat, and she was sitting up on something in like the section or whatever. And then she just, like, was looking at herself or whatever, singing the song. And then she tilted her hand down. And he was playing with her pussy. Like, up her skirt. What? Yes. Literally playing with it. And then she showed it on purpose. Because then she brought the camera back up and was, like, smiling really hard. And then when it all came out that she did it, she was, like... I'm looking for it on Twitter, Uh, like... (laughs) Yeah, probably search, like, Offset Cardi B or something like that. Yeah, I said offset Cardi B video. Maybe I should put play with with pussy in there too. Like, oh, the you know what? It was just a quick one, right? Does she go like this and then tilt it down and then go back up? Yeah, but it was like three seconds. I feel like the one I saw was like a little bit longer than that. Well, this one she definitely has it tilting down, so yeah. you can see his hand. You seen his hand like up her skirt, right? Yeah, his hand is legit up her skirt. I don't even know if he's like in action right now or cupping her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The you know what? Yeah, that's it. He's clearly moving his finger, though. You can see the movement. (laughs) (laughs) 
She was like here for it, just chilling, like just literally chilling, enjoying that. Right. Cardi B is a Libra. Okay, so back to what I was saying. She posted on Twitter, play with that pussy like peekaboo. <laughs> that was her response to that. She was like, I really don't care. Like, that's my nigga. So whatever. Right. Um, you know, Cardi don't give a fuck. So I'm glad to see them still going strong. Well, I love it. I love love. Cardi B's a Libra. Offset is a Sag. They're somewhat compatible. So that's good. The odds are in your favor, obviously. I love it. I'm glad to see you guys. Uh, Ray J and Princess Love are having a baby. I know you don't. Do you watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? No. Yeah, no. Well, but I know I, who the couple is. Right. This season. Because she fell in the pool. Like, no one can forget that. He Never pushed forget. her. He pushed her, basically. Like it He was didn't push him. her. It she, was because of him, though. That, it was that because of him, up. but she got crazy and tried to push him and push he just him, swerved he it. just swerved right he did and she fell in the pool i mean granted that's crazy because it's like you knew she would have fell in the pool if you moved but right because you were on the water's edge like you were right there she went flying into that motherfucker that was so crazy that was iconic yeah um okay. they're fi- they're having a baby and this season on the show they've been like struggling to get pregnant she was freaking out crying all the time and all that shit so I'm glad to hear the end of that story. Also, Joe Budden and Sin Santana are having a baby as well. Did you see that? No. I don't really follow much about Joe Budden. Yeah, Joe Budden. And, like, people were trying to come at Tahiri, like, did you know that Joe was having a baby? That's fucked up if you didn't. She was like, yeah, I've been known. (laughs) Y'all just found out. (laughs) Stop trying to make it be an issue. Like, I'm happy for him. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's all I have this week for Nosy News. Hey, now it's time for. So. Before we get into it, I just wanted to do a little quick insecure recap because it was hilarious to me, especially the part when her dildo died out on her. I'm pretty sure a lot of women have been in that position where they searched high and low for that battery replacement. Girl. The only difference is I was successful in finding my battery. Oh, I have been successful as well because a nigga always has remote or something. <laughs> there is something that can be temporarily unbatteried for what I need. Girl. That was so real. funny. She looks so frustrated. Like, I know exactly how that is, though, for that shit to just stop out on you. Insecure is just oh man. So even good. even sometimes I would like press it still to like see if I can get a little <laughs> bit more. And sometimes that ends up being a fun task because it's like Leave me alone. Oh my god. Too too relatable or not? Too relatable. Nigga is like leave me alone. What the fuck? 
it's actually worse when this happens with something that's chargeable, not battery oh, operated. Bruh, because bruh. then it's like I have to literally wait. That's like. when I start. That's when I start going in with the zap thing, though. Right. Because the one that needs to be charged, like I'm like, well, it just died, so that means it got a little more juice left. Like it could go a little bit longer, and you know, sometimes it works. Like that shit is so funny. Oh, but man, shit, the things women go through. Right, but seriously, how accessible are these dudes, though? Like, Issa thought she was running game on him with the charger. Right, and he and was really, like, oh, yeah, that is mine. When his charger... <laughs> when his phone was plugged into his charger at that, like... <laughs> right, right, he's like, oh, yeah. She looked at that shit like, bitch, get my damn charger. Right, but when I heard the Insecurity podcast, they mentioned something about how that could just... You know, like, how many of us have multiple chargers, though? And, like, yeah. bring one with us when we... So, could have been bullshit. Maybe not. Right. But that was funny. And um, I was definitely like, oh, check them out with the Kiss and Grind placement because they mentioned it in the episode. It's like they set it up for the timing of it. That's pretty That's dope. That's interesting how they can do that, though. Like, how? Like I guess they know the schedule of the shows when they're going to come out beforehand. Of now course, because the like show's already show. the show that yeah, because the show's done. Like they had all that information a while ago. But um, remember the part when Issa was like, "Even if it's whack, you could still get some head." Yeah. Uh huh. How true or false is that statement? Oh, it's true. It's so true. I'm just thinking back to like someone that I dated, where like he was definitely better ahead than he was at sex and so I was on some shit like I mean at least I'll get some head that's true but I also feel like there's times when they just whack on both fronts it's like you gotta really force the nut that rap was so go for it go for it go hoe for it hoe for it hoe (laughs) sometimes you just gotta hoe for it yeah which brings me to the topic of the hoe phase I know we lightly touched on it before but I don't really think we got too into it but is one necessary is it not hell yeah no i don't think it is i don't think it's necessary but i think that if it happens to you if it's like a phase for real and you don't just like fully just become a hoe for life then i think it could be good for you you know just because you're a hoe doesn't mean you're like not safe or not protected or anything like that so i mean if you go through a hoe phase and you probably you know they have learned a lot. Who, they have stats of girls who are faithful whose chances of being burned are higher than girls who are promiscuous because these girls who are in a monogamous relationship just automatically assume that. They can go raw. Being, mm-hmm, yeah, and they end up being the ones who get fucked over as Sounds opposed to... extremely likely and rational. <laughs> that stat sounds about right for sure unfortunately so what's your definition of a whole phase probably like having a lot of sex without emotional attachment you could have like the same partner for like a couple months i don't think that 
if you're a hoe, it means that you're having sex with a different guy every night. Like, yeah, that would be a hoe, but I'm saying you don't have to be doing that to be having a hoe phase. You can be just having a different partner for a couple months and then just like, you know, having a quicker turnover of quote unquote relationships, like that type of thing, you know? Where, like, you're seeing a guy for a while and then you're just not seeing him anymore. Like, I think that that constitutes as a hoe phase, too. Hmm. I feel like a hoe phase is where you're meeting random folks that you may find a sexual connection to. And you guys explore random sexual activities, whatever that is, you know. Doesn't always have to be full on sex it could be a hand job on the dance floor like you know just random shit that you just like i am really just out of character right now yeah like, i am doing all types of shit right so, i don't know I, I think it's a good way to figure out what you like and what you don't like sexually and also in guys too because you learn about them and yeah do you think that People are obligated to have a hoe phase, or do you think that you can be fine without it? I think you could be fine without it. If it's not your style to hoe it out, don't hoe it out. But you might get an STD though. You might get an STD. What if you hoe it out? If you don't, <laughs> what were we if just you, talking about? Oh my god! <laughs> so what you want to do? I don't know. Something <laughs> about serial monogamy just seems unhealthy. You know, like, when do you have the time for you? Like, yeah. But then also it's like serial monogamy or whole phase. Either way, you don't like being alone. That's very true. So I mean, I guess you can't. So it's more so about can you do time without anything? I, yeah. I know I can. Like, I like it's no big deal. Yeah. But see, is this something that you could do time without just because there's nothing around for you to do, you know, for you to feel tempted on, or could you seriously be celibate? Oh, and in, in the face, like, in the face in of choice, temptation, in choice, you know, like I'm yeah, choosing you, this yeah, path I for think a I year. Have been more so celibate by for a year course. of, you know, like say you're saying I'm choosing this path for a year of cleansing. Like I just want to take this time to just heal, get to know myself. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do all that shit. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never done Niggas it be quick to be like, yeah, you know, like, I gave it up. But it's like, did you have, you, what's, what's it looking like right now as far right. as the stakes? Like, are you being tempted? Mm-mm. I'm not being tempted. I ain't feeling none of these niggas. <laughs> no temptation. Yeah. You're right. Uh, exactly. so it's the do you have the power to say no when you want to say yes? Yeah, I don't know, bro. Do you having that dick discipline? Um, <laughs> so just be like, not nah, do I have that discipline? Um, it's really, really hard. No, yeah, I do it's not. Very hard. I don't think I do either. Um, I do not. But in time, I plan to get there. Like, I do plan to be... Why? What's the point of doing it, though? Like, you don't... What's the point of having dick discipline? Yeah, like, you just... You could just... Because... Continue to satisfy yourself and your needs. Meaning, personally, like, masturbate? No, I'm saying, like, 
You said, I'm going to get to the point where I have dick discipline. We're talking about, can you say no when you want to say yes? But I'm saying, like, why do you have to say no when you want to say yes? Like, why is why that something? Why do you new- have to say no when you want to say yes? Because, I mean, that depends. What if it's you know person- if it's bad for you? Listen, like, that listen, type of thing? listen. Who's the person that you're trying to have sex with? Right. Is exactly. it just some person that you see as a sexual object that you just want to you- get your rocks off? Or is it someone where you're like, yo... Nah, you got a couple other qualities that could make you more than that. So I have to exercise this dick discipline because if I don't, then I lose all the power. Actually, I guess I do have dick discipline then because like that's like my whole thing. That what you just said right there. Yeah, so, so I do say I don't really I know what yes. lens you were looking at it. I don't know before. either because I was just thinking about in that scenario when I do have dick discipline, I really try to not even get into scenarios where like I'm gonna have to pick between going any further or stopping. So maybe I was just looking at it from the times when I'm like already there at the pinnacle where it's time yeah. for like yeah. when you're when you start happen. talking your shit about I'm not gonna do this with yeah. you like that's then, when <laughs> yeah that's when you start wilding like that's when the dick discipline that's is like it's low like gone it's really yeah it's low. low now you're telling yourself but it's really you're really at the dinner table across from you I'm not I'm not even you know yeah I'm yeah, good. yeah yeah you're really not telling him you're telling yourself so you right. can stand your ground. Right, but my ground obviously doesn't get stood. That's the thing. Yeah. You see how that fucking conversation went from whole phase to celibacy to where did we go to after that? Dick discipline. Dick discipline. (laughs) And the only reason why I got that phrase so hard is because you know I've been reading these fucking books. Books. And the dude phrased it as dick discipline. And I was like, That's good. My shit low. (laughs) (laughs) oh shit all right um what else what else about the whole phase i feel like when i was younger and possibly more but i mean you really do discover yourself you know it's like let me let me say what let me say i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm saying though my bad okay i'm saying the thing about the hoe phase is whenever I was younger, I used to think that hoe anything was just bad. Terrible. It's just not something that I want to have any parts of, you know what I mean? Or anyone I know to have any parts of. Like, I just don't get it, whatever. But now that I know it's like a lot more layers to the hoe phase and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I feel like, do you, boo? That's my philosophy on it. Like, if you're protected, and you're not out here just being gross. Like, do you. Do what you gotta do. But it just is a matter of if you really keep it to a phase or if you just out here, like, hoe for life, you know? That's, right. There's levels. Again, the levels. So that's my final thoughts on the hoe phase. Could you be a hoe for life? No. It's not even in me. We were just talking about the dick discipline I have. Somebody is gonna get these feelings well, I'm gonna catch those feelings from them they're gonna toss the feelings right then I'm gonna start getting crazy about the pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh shit
So could you be a hoe for life? No. Too strong for that. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say I'm too strong for that. That's silly. That's like Yeah, it seems like if you were thing. strong you would That's a horrible be down thing for to say. for life. Mm. If you were stronger, you would be down for over life. No, because everybody got their holes, you know, like yeah. different voids to fill. But nah, I just couldn't be a hoe for life because I said that to some degree I am a sapiosexual. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not You would always... eventually need more. Yeah. It's not like every guy that I see, there's a sexual. Initially, it's not until it gets more. Yeah, you get to know some aspect of them or something. That's so real. Yeah, you know, I don't just look at a guy like, oh my gosh. Right. He is just so fuckable. (laughs) So, yeah. That's like a rare, that's a rare thing. I think that that's when the alcohol and stuff is at play, when it's just raw sexual, just like body, just whatever, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those again are like special circumstances. That shit don't happen every night you go out, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, what y'all think about... The hoe phase. Are you with it or nah? Are you down for the celibacy phase or nah? (laughs) Do you have dick discipline? Or nah. nah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the dick discipline, he needs to coin that. That's really cute. Hashtag. Ho dick for discipline. it, ho for it, ho. Dig discipline, dig discipline, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. But yeah, you know, everyone has a season in their life for different things. Right. There's no right or wrong way to do shit. So that's two cents, guys. That's all for two cents. All right, now it's time for tender, tender. Tender tales. Uh, guys, I really need you to send in your stories because we have none. I'm about done. Right. I truly am. <laughs> Same, bros. It's I'm getting to the point where I'm just really trying to. I just want real connections. <laughs> With people. Oh man, I'm gonna have to start being a little bit more. I mean, I know that about getting stories out of people. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't help that we, um, fuck, I forgot. What doesn't help? <laughs> what doesn't help again? Uh, <laughs> when you forget what the question was, that doesn't help. Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> but like. Just, it doesn't help that I'm over here telling y'all to send in the stories. Or, but you're And I don't want to do it. And right. I don't want to do it. Right. It's like, hello. But, but the thing is, is like, if people were doing it, other people doing it at the rate that we're doing it, which is occasionally do you or know, whatever, it do would you still know, be a good flow. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, it's really not about us wanting to get you out on the streets on tinder dates or whatever right now it's more so what's in that bank of yours already yeah those tales from the past those tales from the past because we all have them we all have them talk about it you know you know listeners y'all need to treat us better and participate the one thing I forgot to mention about Pet Facility, though, was on that date, he was like, I didn't know how to say this 
before, but I didn't want to be a tender tale. He shared that second day when I've already talked about it. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, well, that's interesting. I'm just wondering why you didn't say that. Do you have that first. on your bio or you just told me you do a podcast? Yeah, I just told him. Oh. He said, I thought about that a few days after and I didn't know how to say I didn't want to be well it's anonymous guy so relax no one knows it's you (laughs) I was like well you're too late I said I wish you would have said that in the past because I already talked about you oh you were honest Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) oh you were honest he was probably really not trying to pay then. That's why y'all was playing the fucking pay tag. Right. Maybe <laughs> sharing that last week would have like added some perspective, but I forgot all about it. But I was like, I'll be damned because I'm a woman, you know? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, guys, hit us up in our email, signmeuppodcast at gmail.com, and hit us up in our DMs at signmeuppodcast, in our Instagram DMs at signmeuppodcast. We're always open and ready to chit-chat with you guys. Word, you can find me at Cheeky Bobby. And I'm at Sydney Poppins 2. I would like to give a song recommendation to you guys. The song is called Poppin'. And it's by Rico Nasty. I'm sure you all heard it on the end of Insecure last week. That is the new theme song. But I'm a poppin' ass bitch. Let me remind ya. Okay. All right. Well, bitch, that's another episode of Don't hide. I can always come and find ya. Ain't no bitch in me, bitch. Come.